poisonous bullets. The silent betrayal of Cindy Sumakaka. In episode two of this podcast, I explored who wanted to have Sindiso Makaka dead and why. Were those behind the attempted assassination in July 2017 angry with him for speaking out about corruption? Perhaps he was killed by the boyfriend of his supposed mistress. And you'll remember another theory, one I'm not really convinced of, that he was killed because he was about to join the EFF. We still don't have any real answers about who may have ordered his death or what their motive may have been. I knew that it won't be easy because you are going to be treated with suspicion and you are going to be uh, subjected in a lot of victimization. But all those things made me to be strong. I am strong today in front of you, comrades, because... You always believed that I can be a better person. That's Indiso himself speaking months before he was shot. Now, almost a year later, his family faces the prospect of reliving their pain on the anniversary of his death. I never wanted Cindy so to be in politics. I used to tell him to leave politics. This very thing that took him. I used to tell him, but Cindy so would just laugh and say, Mama, I love it. That pain is still fresh for his mother, Ketiwe Makaka. She takes us back to the day of the funeral, a time of frantic activity. People are in and out of the family home, Everyone is pledging support and solidarity of all kinds. I haven't healed properly. I'm still hurt about what happened to my child. I won't speak about the wife. She left. She's no longer around. The children are with their mothers. It's still painful because we don't see what is going on with Cindy's matter. All the things that were said and promised have not happened. You'll recall how there was lots of talk about whether Julius Malema would be attending the funeral and how the ANC would handle the situation given the politically charged environment. During the EFF leader's graduation at the University of South Africa last year, he said he wanted to attend Sindiso's funeral. I will attend his funeral if conditions allow, because in that funeral, and what is more painful about politics is that the people who kill you are the ones who are going to preside over your funeral and use your funeral to popularize themselves. So we ought to be careful about that. Only when conditions allow will attend Mazamini says she never barred him from coming. What I wanted for Cindy's funeral was peace and that he be laid to rest. I said if Julius is hurt because I said he can't speak at the funeral and if he does come, he can come and carry Cindy's coffin as one of his friends. 
It's not that I didn't want Julius at Cindy's funeral. I was avoiding the chaos that would have erupted because Cindy so belonged to the ANC. So I then decided that Julius would not speak. In fact, Madlamini adds that some family members were pushing for Malema to say a few words at the funeral. The children wanted Julius to speak at the funeral, but then it was decided that the person who would have had the last word on this decision is me as his mother. I decided that Julius would not be allowed to speak because perhaps if he had spoken, there was going to be chaos and the funeral would come to a standstill. I wanted my son's funeral to happen in peace. But on the day, at the last minute, with the service already underway, Malema announced on his Twitter page he would no longer be coming. The tweet read, and I quote, Although our path separated, our bonds never broke. I'm sorry, my friend, I won't make it. You deserve a dignified send-off, close quote. And so Madlamini's own concerns are being echoed here by Sindiso's former political ally and friend. It's not too surprising that Malema didn't arrive. He'd already raised concerns about security days before. My question is that why did they only come on the day of the funeral? Some of them never set foot in this house. Others were told by the community to fortec. My question is, why did some of his comrades only come on the day of the funeral, yet our brother was shot long ago? He even died, but not one of them showed their faces in this home. My question is, why today? Why that day? We're back in the Makaka family home in Umzumkulu, talking in the lounge with several of his relatives. The conversation has loosened up and family members are freely sharing their emotions and memories of the events that unfolded. Sindiso's brother, Monamesi, talks about how not a single ANC politician, provincial or national, has come back to make good on promises made to Sindiso's children. One of those promises was made at the funeral. Together with Maggie Monsami, we have assigned this comrade the task to drive forward the launch of the Cindy Somagata Trust for the education and subsistence of his children amongst others. That's Pulemabe promising to start a trust fund for Sindiso's nine-year-old twin girls and his six-year-old daughter. Just as a point of clarity, Sindiso's wife, Kukumakaka, did not have any children with him, and that's important context for later. So Sindiso's aunt, Gladys Lamini, who's referred to by the family as Mamngane, says Sindiso's children no longer live with Madlamini. They're now staying with their mothers instead, and both women said they didn't want to expose their children by agreeing to being interviewed for this podcast. Mamngane says up until the children left, Sindiso's mother was taking care of them. <laughs> When it came to everything that needed to be done for the children, my sister would try and make a plan. She did this even though she was struggling with school stuff until someone else would come and help. Asanda tried to help where she could. The older child was owing school fees. 
Mamngane adds that there was a problem with the children's school fees at the beginning of 2018 and interventions from arts and culture spokesperson Asanda Makaka alleviated some of the family's stress. But where are Sindiso's comrades in what the family says is their time of need, especially for the children? Loazi says everything went quiet after the funeral. During my preparation memorial service, during the preparations for the memorial service and the funeral, I was the one who would be contacted by comrades like Kulemabe and others because even some of the money was deposited into my account. They sent 10,000 rand even though they had promised to put in 20,000 rand. But after the funeral, everything just went quiet. Then Sindiso's brother, Monamesi, drops a bombshell. He claims senior ANC members dangled a 2 million rand trust fund at them on condition that Julius Malema would be barred from being given any platform to speak. The movement dangled a trust fund worth 2 million rand. A trust fund for the children provided if Julius Malema does not speak here at home or at the funeral. I'm shocked by this. So I asked the question in a different way. Have I really just heard what I think I've heard? The organization promised that it would set up a trust fund. The one that you initially asked if it exists, it still hasn't been set up. Yes, 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 yes. Soon after the family meeting, I tried to get in touch with the leader of the EFF. I asked him whether he knew about this supposed deal between the family and the ANC and if he'd like to respond to the claims. He replied with a brief text message. It read, Morning, sister. I really don't want to get involved. I hope you spoke to his wife also. She's got a lot of information. Malema sent me Google's contact details and he left it at that. The intriguing thing here is that while he's referring me to Sindiso's wife, she wasn't even present at that big family meeting. I start to wonder, why? So I give Pule Mabe a call, both in his capacity as Sindiso's former youth league colleague, but also as the spokesperson of the ANC. Hello? Yes? Hi, Pule. It's Zianda from Outness News. How are you? I'm fine. Good, thank you. Um, Pule, I'm calling to follow up on a story I'm working on. It's regarding um, the Sindeso Makaka's trust fund. Um, I've recently been with the family and they tell me that the trust fund hasn't been set up. He starts off hostile, claiming the ANC never promised a trust fund and saying former youth league comrades came up with the initiative. I ask him if he's seen or spoken to the Makaka family since the funeral. That's when Pule raises the issue of a possible family feud. And then suddenly I have even more questions. Could this be part of the reason why the trust fund has not yet been set up? And what about the issue of the ANC promising a 2 million rand trust fund in exchange for silencing Julius Malema? 
so after an hour-long conversation, Bulema Be says there is a team of people who still wish to set up a trust fund, but the supposed family feud has them hesitant to invest their resources. When asked about the children's school fees, he pointed at other initiatives by people such as Asanda to argue that they didn't want to simply replicate what had already been done to help. After speaking to both Mabe and Malema, I turned my attention to Sindiso's wife, Kukumakaka, hoping to understand this so-called family feud. By the way, when I saw Makaka's relatives at his home, they never hinted or spoke about any tensions between them and his wife. So I got a hold of Goku, who spoke to me briefly in June. I introduced myself and explained what I was working on. She asked me to call her after an hour. Hi, Okay. Yeah. And in Tosoyami is to look a begu checker e with umden unjan. Okay. Yeah. So gang gaham bangai bonum den kotawa unge. Uh-huh. <laughs> the media and to umeganjans. Uh-huh. Um, and is not to wangfunu krila ka kulu kule ndoyo mdeni. Inde za soguti nikifone luguti benge nguwa zuguiki palenti nga kulumanga nawe wake. But also, iga kulgaz because um, as katines ningi iga malako bel kamuga ngayo guti mangbuza ngendaba ye tasfandi abantu anoke. Yeah. For example, upule wati no inkingu wati me kuluma nawe Uwaita ila wenu hui hechisa Uwe kipa nge ngayo wati ingati Gugugune ngabano wena wakalu wati akulume no mama bengane So mina, jenge ntatele obviously kufanele nge kufonele nge tabu cheke Nge kukuitini sona izi nito azisho Nawe ubege isaiti lako le story So kuti kwenza kakanja ni kwenze kakanji 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 Despite several attempts to get a hold of her after this phone conversation, even on different days, I never spoke to Google again. Ultimately, after everything is said and done, there is no trust fund for Sindiso's children. His wife and relatives are still waiting for answers and not a single politician, according to the family, has returned to see them. At this stage, there's debate about why Sindiso was killed, how he actually died, and his family has been left in the lurch. 
Then there are questions about who called for the hit and whether they'll ever be arrested. Hello? Hi, Hangwani. Yes. Yes, did you speak to the investigation officer? Yes. Okay. He has articulated to me clearly now. Okay. Good. The case uh, that was closed is that issue of the poisoning. Why was it closed? Because the toxicology report came back and they didn't find anything. Okay. But is the case still open? That's Hangwani Mulawuzi from the Hawks. He says the investigation around the cause of death has been closed, but their probe still continues. This case is still open of murder and attempted murder. Okay. And uh, so remember there was a second there was a second suspect. Yes. Yes. And then, are, are, are you investigating? Which angles are you investigating? If you're able to share, I didn't go into those details, but it's not a problem. If you want them, I can always ask. Because I wanted to make sure that this issue of closing and not closing is, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I'm able to understand what's going on because there was a time I was told it was closed, there was a time I was not closed, but it's not closed. An interesting twist came on the 18th of September 2017 when 38-year-old Jablani Mdunge was shot by police during a botched armed robbery. He's believed to have been one of the hitmen who shot Sindeso and two others in July last year. The second gunman is still at large. It's just a poison aspect of the, yeah, the, aspect, poisoning yeah, the poison aspect. Aspect, yeah, it has been, yeah, that one has been ruled out. But you are aware that there are a lot of questions that have been raised about that. Yes, but uh, forensics has proven otherwise. Remember, they were saying, no, this boy, uh, he, was, uh, he, was, he was poisoned and all those kind of things. So they said, no, let's do a proper uh, forensic thing. And then it came back, it was found that it was not that. Sindiso's friend, Tabi Sozulu, has been submitting information to authorities often. He's complained about how there seems to be political interference in the investigations around Makaka's death. They are going to collapse it in a very easy way. So that they are going to not, not to arrest the masters. Even if they arrest foot soldiers, two or three or how many, they will claim that the person who was a contact person between the hitmen and the masters is the one died. The Public Protector's Office is also investigating alleged corruption surrounding the Umzim Kolu Peace Memorial Hall. This probe began last year. Okay, Opas Khali, Public Protector, South Africa spokesperson. But on the 14th of May, Busisiwe Mkwebane's office released a statement around the safety of whistleblowers who fear for their lives. Now, these uh, whistleblowers have been, you know, calling uh, the public protector uh, now and then, you know, uh, voicing their concerns about their own um, safety. You know, they, they, they fear for their own lives because they have been receiving a lot of death threats. And we have been in communication with the police as well as the state security agency uh, with regards to the protection of these whistleblowers. All that has been done so far are threat assessments, but still no protection for those who want justice for Sindiso. Uh, we're not sure why there have been delays uh, to finalize that process and uh, afford those people the protection they, they, they require. Mm. Yeah. And and. The- and when she speaks to the state security agency and the police, what do they tell her? Because this obviously might betray, 
the efforts that you're trying to make and making sure that this investigation is concluded? Well, um, as, as we have said, uh, we, when we started these talks, things were moving uh, and uh, threat assessments were made and uh, uh, although we, we, we have not seen the, 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 those assessments, we know for, for a fact that they were made. I tried to speak to Police Minister Begi Kele about this and how far authorities are with their probe. On the sidelines of his visit to the Margate Police Station in May this year for the murder of yet another politician, Kele said he was, and I quote, working on something, close quote, and did not want to isolate Makaka's case. But he's recently announced a series of high-profile cases which will be reprioritized, such as Wandile Pozwana and Senzo Meiwa. As the day marking Sindiso's death draws nearer, the Makaka and Lamini families are desperate for answers. I ask that when the hall is complete, to be named the Sindiso Makaka Memorial Hall. You've been listening to an EWN podcast written and researched by Zian Dangobo, edited by Camilla Bath and produced by Peter Throne.